Hi, and welcome to another episode of Theories and Thoughts Podcast with your hostess, Anya and Fancy. Mm. Hey, Fancy Girl, what's up? Nothing much. How was your weekend? How was your weekend? It was good. Something had, um, you know, I listen to tarot readings and mm-hmm. one of the readings had suggested that I rest. And that's kind of what I did for the most part, because next weekend, well, this upcoming weekend, I'm going to be in Atlanta for the uh, Black Media Honors. So right. I just wanted to make certain that I wasn't doing too much. And I think I was successful with it for the most part. That's good. I um, There's a new show on BET Plus, The Miss Pat Show. Never heard of Miss Pitt. I, I ain't gonna lie, but you know, one of my favorite people co-signed. Co-signed her. So I was like, let me check it out. Um, Charlemagne the God. <laughs> she was um, on the club. And she just she seemed really cool. So I was like, mm, let me check her out. Let me check her out. Whatever. So I checked out the show. The show was really good. It's 10 episodes. Um um, what's her name? She's from Basketball Wives, Bonnet Quark Chronicles. Uh, Tammy Roman. Tammy Roman is on the show. Miss Pat. So what is it about though? It's about a black family. So she's a comedian. Her husband is more of the homemaker. He, um, it's, it's her life on the show on, um, Breakfast Club. She says 95% of her life. Okay. So she literally tells stories that has happened. Like her daughter's a lesbian. So she told the story how she found out that her daughter was a lesbian. Um, moving to Indiana from Atlanta. Cause apparently she's from Atlanta. So that, um, what else? She, she talked about a lot of different things. Her, um, her sister lives there. Her sister was on crack. So now her sister is in the house with her and different things and trying to find a job and different things like that. So it's 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 about a family who she's been shot, she's been domestic abused. So she have like a little comedy bit right before, mm-hmm. and then the show comes on. So it's like a reality show, but no, kind of like not a reality show, not a reality no, show. But it's like based off of her life, though. Yes, based off. Oh, her okay, okay, based off her life. And it's really good. Good content. Even though she cuts up a storm, it's great content. And it really, they talked about therapy, marriage therapy, um, talked about um, white people saying nigga, all of that. Like, And then her daughter um, finally telling her that she's a lesbian and binary and non-binary people and all that. Oh, it sounds educational then. It is. It's educational. It's what it's what the Jamie Foxx um show on Netflix was trying to do. I feel, mm-hmm. you know, be humorous at the same time, spice in educational moments. Right. But his show felt forced. Hers don't. <clears throat> okay. And then she's one hundred percent herself because she cusses. Okay. <laughs> So that's that. Um, so on there, I was looking, I was looking on there, and they had um these two stories that one, two of the stories that we're gonna talk about tonight. Lizzo on there, because Lizzo happened to be on there last week. On VT Plus? On the Club. Oh, okay. Club. So <laughs> the other day Lizzo was on um on her live crying about how people are just rude, people are just mean. And how no matter what she does, people are going to just have negative comments and things. And I was sitting here like, I didn't catch the live. I did hear about it on The Breakfast Club. And I heard about, you know, different outlets talking about it. And I just was like, Lizzo, you're not used to this yet. Like, people literally are rude just for the sake of being rude. Yeah. I I really thought that. I mean, I did kind of think by now she was used to it because she just seemed to be so full of herself, not like in a bad way. Right. You know, she just has a big personality and it seems like she she carries it confidently. So I was kind of um, shocked because I have been watching the promo up until or I call it the promo, but the little lives that she was doing and um, the video she was posting up 
until the video came out. You know, um, like when she first announced who the feature was going to be and we ended up and stuff. So that's what I, you know, I hate that, um, that, you know, that she ended up feeling that way. I hate that they made her feel that way because she was so excited about this. You could really tell. Right. Girl, don't mind me. My eye was itching. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I was scratching it. I looked like I'm about to cry out on um, both eyes. Both of them red. Anyway. Um, that's exactly the point. It's, it's one of those things that, but you put out a, a, here's the thing. People already talked about your body. Then you put out a video with a lot of your body out. I don't have a problem with the girl showing herself and whatever she feel like, you know, and the, the, um, the video was nice. I don't like the song. But the video is nice, but I didn't go on my page like, oh, this song is horrible. I go on her thing like, this song is horrible. But I'm a mature adult. <laughs> you know, I just didn't like kind of the beat. And the beat has to catch me before I hear the the, the, um, the things. And they were saying that she um, that she said a lot of rumors. It was a lot of rumors about, um, about different things. Like one of them, what she said, this one wasn't on there, was her being pregnant for Superman. Well, you get on your page and say, I'm pregnant for him. And then he sends a message and he sends you a text and say, my mom's going to be happy about this. And you post it. What do you think people go through? That's, that wasn't people in your businesses. That was <laughs> putting your business out there, making it sound like it was something. You, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or that. Hi, Dion. But, I mean, come on now. Oh, and Gregory. Um, has said just put his name. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> but come on now, you know I love her. <clears throat> thing, and I'm not saying that people should, you know, that she should just that. I'm not trying to say that that people are right to make fun or do whatever they're doing. Only thing I'm saying is, even for a person like me, for what gets me is when people get on here and say they're unbothered. I'm unbothered, but you're really bothered. Stop saying you're unbothered. Because yeah. she's always saying that she's unbothered. She's unbothered. Kiss my ass if you got a problem with it. Suck it from the back. This, that, and a third. If that's how you feeling, sis, keep that same energy. We didn't have to see you cry. But I get it. It's being human. It's showing her human side. And that's respectable. But then you can't turn back around and say, well, you know, if you don't like it, da 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 I, I'm just a person that I don't have time to be on there to talk about what I like and what I don't like. Allow people to be their 100% selves, and then that allows you to be your 100% self. And everybody walking around being authentically them. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree with that. You know, I'm always talking about allowing people to be themselves. So, so Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne um, sat down with fine as Emmanuel Ochero. What, what's his name? Ochero, Ochero, Ocho, whatever his name is, baby. But that thing is fine in real life. <laughs> I think he dated um, the girl from Insecure. Uh, oh, not Issa. Molly. Molly. I think he dated her. Anywho, they, he sat down with him and they discussed um, mental illness. And apparently Lil Wayne reached out to him, which was commendable. I would have never thought that was something that Lil Wayne would have done, but he said he hopes it helps someone. This is what I'm loving. The work that Emmanuel is doing, the work that Jay Burnett is doing, this is awesome for men to see manly men sitting down talking about mental illness. This is needed. And I think it's, 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 it's really commendable. You know, Lil Wayne talked about um, how he tried to shoot himself. He was he was too scared <laughs> to shoot him, in, you know, to do his head. So he did his chest. And he talked about Uncle... I had some clip loops up here. I don't know what I did with him. Anyway, um, the guy he called Uncle... Um, I don't remember his name. The policeman... The policeman. Who he's talking about? Okay. And that was a white policeman. So that's one. That was one of the reasons why Lil Wayne had said before he didn't see color or something like that, because the white man saved his life. He was like, they were talking about we found the drugs, and he's like, but did you see this baby right here? Um, he talked about one thing I love that he said was, 
even with the fame, when everything closed, when everything, everybody's gone, you're alone. And that's important because people feel like, oh, you got all this. Why are you so depressed? Because when there's silence, that's why these people are staying busy. This is why a lot of people try to stay busy. Because when you're dealing with depression, when you're around people, those noises don't, you know, those noises are not really loud in your ear. But when you're by yourself, those noises are really, really, really loud. And I would even say I had an issue with that. Like growing up, the way that I grew up, I used to tell my cousins that nobody loved me. I used to say nobody loves me. And I used to say, um, I say nobody loves me and I'm going to kill myself. I literally used to say that. But I'm at a different place in my life now that, you know, I don't feel that way. That doesn't people not talking to me and not loving me. But you have to understand these were this was my family that I wanted to love me. And they weren't, you know, loving me the way that I wanted them to love me. So that's why I had those thoughts and I was having those feelings. Hey, Veronica. Hey, Veronica. But. You, you know what I'm saying? So I've been there and I and I've dealt with depression as an adult, but my depression goes a little bit different. But I'm good being by myself. I actually enjoy silence in my house and just have my phone and have my TV <laughs> watching whatever and on my phone. You know, well, I think um, I've always thought I've been and I am. I am really good by myself. Um, and sometimes that can get to be a problem. But. I will say in that silence, though, um, especially with me um, battling with my bipolar disorder, I noticed like to me that silence kind of hits almost every day. So I can definitely relate to what he was saying there. Um, but I didn't I just read the interview. I didn't listen to everything. Um, I am glad to finally see him doing something that is helpful, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, as a fan, you know, I was kind of starting to just cross him off the list. But I, what, what really caught my eye, I wish I could remember the name of his song. Because I remember texting my brother and asking him, um, did like, was he telling a real story? And I, and I posted been looking it up before we started this, but I forgot. But the thing is, it sounds like he's talking about that incident in that song. And so it was like one of my, one of my favorite songs by him. And it sounded so real as he described it, that just really made me think like, is this, you know, is this something that really happened to him? But I was never aware that he had tried to commit suicide. Like I never knew about that before. I didn't know anything about him having any, you know, any wounds or anything like that. So, well, I knew about him being shot. I didn't know about it was self-inflicted. I didn't know that, but it's a perfect thing. Um, he also said that he didn't die, but his mama died, and he and she became somebody else. I shouldn't have said his mama died like that. Uh, you know how figuratively she changed. She changed. Because she was like, I'm coming home with your ass. You're taking away everything that you had. Hi, Enrico. Um, I'm taking I'm taking away everything that you have. And he thought that was his life. And so some kids, that's their lives. Their mm -hmm. lives is all these different things, their creativity. And when you take that away, you might as well just kill them. And that's how he felt. So that was a good, that was a good message for parents, you know. Being, you know, in the heat of the moment, you're going to come off like that. I know I didn't be like that, you know, with my nephew and even my kid. But I'm going to take, look, you can't do this in the third. Um, but it was a it was a good conversation to be had about adolescence and about the price of fame. Because, again, you know, and Lizzo said she didn't really want to be famous. She was cool. She said she was cool being the way that she was. Just kind of um, in the background, <laughs> making um, however much she, I, I think she said 100000 a show, traveling and everything. But, you know, then she blew up from Netflix, that Netflix show. Oh, so, okay. The song, her song, um, True Had Hurt. been out before that show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The show, the movie came out and then she became big. Hmm. I never would have thought that about her. I never would have thought that that's not what she wanted. Cause she seemed again, like to so embrace it when it happened, you know, yeah. it just seemed like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She, said she didn't really want to be famous, famous, not, not as big as she is. 
Which I mean, mm-hmm. again, you, I don't, I, I've never wanted to be famous. I just want to be comfortable. If you know me, you know me. I just want to be able to live my life. I want to be wealthy. That's uh, I'm just like, I'm not even gonna, I want to be wealthy because then I know I'll be comfortable. Uh, the fame may or may not come, but I'm already socially awkward. So that's just not, you know, I'm good with the amount of people that I'm, that I have in my circle. But yeah, I don't know. But I'm glad though, again, like I'm proud of Lil Wayne. I, I feel like he did something really, you know, major. <laughs> trying to keep hearing BS about him, him talk about this, the craziness he's been talking about lately. Yeah. Um, so, um, the story you want to go ahead and do the promo. Oh, look, I did forget about the other story. Yeah, <laughs> we could do the promo. So I'm going to go ahead on and um, bring in, bring the promo in and then we'll return with our guests. Ladies, don't get mad. Please don't get upset with me. What? <laughs> Excuse me? Me? <laughs> Let me show you. But for me, that has been um, my way of leaving a digital footprint. Maybe she's not saying it wrong. It's just you don't like the tone. <laughs> and I know I'm emotional. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to... Sorry, not sorry. Um, You know, and sometimes self-care looks that way. Hey, boo! Hey, let me get this camera right there. Hold on. We're so close, my God. I'm about to say now, ma'am, you know how to work a camera now. I know, right? I'm on my computer, though. You know what I'm saying? Normally, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody, we have a special treat. We have Miss Nikki, the brand on today, baby. She is a beauty mogul, honey. And a plus, we love. Okay. So, Miss Nikki, won't you tell our audience all about you? Because we feel like you can do it better than we can do. Okay. Hey. <laughs> okay. So I'm Miss Nikki the brand. Miss Nikki, one word, no periods. I own Diva Day International. It's a full-size modeling agency, hair and makeup studio and development firm for all size models. We do not discriminate on any level. Um, We do a lot of development for the entertainment industry and the music industry as well. I am also the, I am, I'm so proud of this. I am also a holistic therapist and a Reiki master. My, um, what a collegiate degree is in uh, therapy. So psychology, sociology, the whole nine. So that's what I went to college for, but got into fashion, who knew? But it works for that this industry too. So I am a holistic therapist and a Reiki master, and I own the Zenergy Room Experience, which is a holistic wellness spa where I do Reiki sessions, um, centering chakras, um, healthy steams, herbal uh, remedies, things of that nature. And I'm also the owner, well, I'm co-owner of You See It Eyewear, which is an eyewear company, um, limited vintage pieces, one of a kind eyewear, um, just fancy because I like to be fancy, you know, and I, I love Diva Day International, which is my baby, what I gave birth to, because they always told my big old juicy self that I couldn't do it. And I wanted to show them, <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> so that's how that came about being the only plus model as a team with a modeling troupe. And we would have 50 models and I would be the only plus model and I would be in one scene and we'd be there all day. You know what I mean? So my mother started making clothes for me. Like she gonna be in everything. So I got my <laughs> runway together and from there it's history. I mean it's like I'm 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 a walking testimony for myself because they said I couldn't because of my size and my my skin complexion and all of these other crazy things but I do and I can and she does. Damn. 
You mentioned the minute and um and just kind of knowledge. We have a lot of love being shown. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Pierce and Robert says, "Hey, Nikki Mac." Sharonda Grands Granberry said, "Hey, ladies. Yes, Miss Nikki. Oh, I love um, my family." Daphne Pearson says, "Hello, all." And Tia Tillman said, "Hello, queens." Hey, y'all. Yeah. Nikki, you missed. I'm getting you together on you. How you got me together? The book, honey. Oh, girl, you know what? Come on, slap a sister. <laughs> I also have thefashionshowbook.com. Y'all see, I changed my glasses. I'm so anal about colors, and the pink was doing stuff with my hair. Um, so thefashionshowbook.com is my book that I wrote for the fashion industry because a lot of people put together a show and don't really understand what it takes to put a show together. The intricate details that come before the show that need to be in place in order to even produce a show. So I'm also a show host. I, I fly around the country hosting other people's shows um, everywhere. And it's because I feel like you're supposed to engage with that audience. That audience is supposed to not only like the fashion coming down, but be entertained and enjoy the space that they're in, in the moment. So I give the audience that experience. And I love doing it because I'm crazy and I know it, you know, it's all good. I ain't, you know, I ain't shame. It's all good. I'm silly. I didn't realize I was as goofy as I am, but yeah, I love my goofiness too. <laughs> hey, all of that, do you hear me? All of that. Well, you kind of, um, you kind of gave us a little bit on how you got started. So how did you get mm -hmm. in this group? How did you just say, you know what? I'm going to pose. I want to walk. I want to do all this thing. What was the set the tone? What was the foundation of it all? Okay. You know what? This I can't, y'all blur. These is really computer glasses. But anyway. Okay. So as a teen, I always wanted to model. And I don't know what it was. I don't know what it is about big girls. We always got a thousand little bitty friends. You know what I'm saying? So I always look like the giant, the biggest person. <laughs> And they were doing, you know, a lot of different things um, in the community as far as fashion shows and events when I was young. Because we had, you know, when we were younger, they had community outreach programs and community gardens and community this and community that. <laughs> and because I was a big girl, it was like I couldn't do it. And I'm like, who? I've never had a lack of confidence because my mother used to sing. So and my my, doc, my father was a pimp. But, you know, so I never had no lack of confidence. <laughs> my father was a player boy, I tell you. And I always felt good about me. But around me, I saw the way they treated me and other plus-size women. So I set out to show them, oh, I can look good as they can. And I can walk with grace just like they can. I can be poised and classy just like they can. And I came off in a different way as not what they considered a big girl. Lazy, fat, sloppy. No, honey. She was coming with the crisp cacao. And I came in. So <laughs> it was proving to myself that I could when everybody else said that I couldn't. So, you know, we, we were poor, but my mother could make clothes. You know what I'm saying? So she would make sure that I looked the part. And it was just, she, she gave me so much. My mother is a true Southern belle. She is gentilly lazy. Southern Belle, Athens, Georgia, born and bred. She's just a for real peach. And she instilled that in her girls. You can be feminine, but stand your ground. So I've always been that person. Now, I don't bite no tongues around these parts. <laughs> I tell it like it is. I feel like, I, I know I'm about to say something that's so crazy, but I feel it in my spirit and I have to. I was always a knockout artist, so I'm going to say what I feel and what I mean, and you can come for me if you want to, but it was never in a disrespectful way, but what you're not going to do is shut me up because I'm not what you want to see. I'm not what you think I should look like or be. So, and it never came off, you know, too bad. You know, I, I did what I did. And here I am now, and you know, I'm still, I still got that reputation of, oh, she don't play no games because I don't. Oh, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> what you said was so good just now, though. You know, what you said was so good. First of all, you, you told the experience of a mother, a mother pouring into her mm -hmm. child and still mm -hmm. telling her child. Mm -hmm. A lot of parents, especially thicker girls' parents, are not like mm -hmm. that. 
they don't know right. how to be encouraging. They only know this mm -hmm. other thing. So you just gave a lot of props to her. And then just, baby, knockout artists. Okay, knockout artists. Okay. And God's still working on me because I chopped somebody in a esophagus real quick for the next <laughs> So, you know, God still got a hold on me. He working me through some things. You know, I, I'm, I am very much so not the person I was five years ago. And that's really because of me becoming a holistic therapist, me getting into Reiki and me knowing how to center myself and, and control the things, whatever come up can't come out. You got to you know, really understand or understand what it is that you're saying to people and they've got to be able to understand you. So had to change a little bit, but you know, shoot, I still swift kick. <laughs> so did you, um, did you, you said your degree was was it in psychology psychology and sociology mm -hmm. my major and my minor so did you ever mean and even though still i know like especially working within the beauty industry and people probably talk the kind kind of the same way people say um yeah. hairstylists you know are almost like therapists but yeah. did you ever do anything else um with your degree like outside of the beauty industry yes i am actually uh okay i'm gonna give you about this. I am a care coordinator for um, women in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I help young girls who are just who have just had babies that are 20, 21, 19, 18, kind of understand where they're going as a new mother, um, helping them with resources and getting them acclimated to um, the position of being a mother and helping them come out of that postpartum minute that depression and all those things that happen to them feeling like they don't have the help or uh, nobody cares when in our actuality they do you just have to see it and, and stop being that childhood selfish because you've given that up once you decided to have a baby so now you have to step into that womanhood and be the mother to your child and you're going to experience different emotions and i help them kind of get acclimated to that we have lots of synergy sessions where we sit and we talk and, and we find some balance. And then in that, I find the resources that they need. Some need housing, some need pampers and food, some need, you know, money, you know, some need bus cards, you know, things of that nature. So I find the resources or I send it to them myself and I just make sure that they are um, not feeling left alone because a lot of them don't have the family that, you know, they would like to have that is, is, is as supportive as they would like them to be. But you know, when, when young girls get pregnant, you 16, 17, 18, 19, you know, the parents still sitting in their emotions because they're a little disappointed. They wanted you to do more. So there's a lot of balance that is unbalanced and they need that help. So I use my degree in that way. And for some reason, you know, I know it's spirit. In the beauty industry, you get a lot of broken women who feel like they can buy the beauty. They can mm -hmm. click up the beauty. And all that is is hiding where you're hurting inside. So I use it there too. Ooh, hiding where <laughs> you're hurting <laughs> there. And I'm learning so much about you because I didn't know that. <laughs> I know. That's one of my I know Yeah, that. that's one of my things that I do as a care coordinator. I am actually their virtual lead supervisor for um, the company I work with out of Milwaukee. And um I teach the the other care coordinators coming in how to be effective virtually with their clients as well, setting up Zooms with them, you know, teaching them and things of that nature. So, yeah, that's that other side, you know, that's the other side. I mean, you know, we all have that. Um, I don't know if you've ever dealt with that because, you know, we both be up. We be, we be up. And when we see each other, we both be up. Hey, girl. It's just, ah. <laughs> But do you find... Yeah that people think just because you're so lively that you're dumb mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because i've experienced yep. that and they think just because oh, yeah. you're bubbly and you're outgoing and then when they find out i got a degree you got a degree yeah i got a degree i got a degree in education right oh. so tell me or when That's i start right. talking about my business and i'm making sense and then they're like oh you you are smart how dare you think i'm not smart <laughs> You know, so that that's interesting. You don't make me jump out this window. You better say all of that. Yes. <laughs> they, and it, it's, it's so weird. funny, but you know, I love. Go ahead. 
I think we have a delay. With who? Oh, I, I love that they feel that way. It's all good. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> exactly. I think we have a bit of a delay, you um, me and you, Miss Nikki, I think. But we're gonna work through it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Did you have something else for okay. No. Okay. So Diva Day International, how long has that been in, in motion? When when was that birth and what was the inspiration behind it? You, I know your foundation, but what is what you went to college and everything. What made you say, you know what? Let me start this, let me do this, let me have all of this. Can she hear me? Mm, I don't know. Okay, I can hear you now. At first, I couldn't. I can hear you now. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> all right, all right. So, <laughs> technology, and it's raining here, so it could be that. Here, too. It's, it's storming here. Okay, so, y'all bear with us. Diva Day International, what made you say, let me put all of this together? Because you went to college. Did you start mm -hmm. in college? Did you say, you know what, this is a need? Because what you're doing is definitely a need because mm -hmm. people need to have somewhere they can come and be comfortable, get glammed up mm -hmm. in different things. So what mm -hmm. made you say, I'm going to put forth this effort and I'm going to create this masterpiece. I'm going to create this for people to be able to come in and be glammed and get this education and all of these different things. At first, it started um, out as me feeling, um, I felt that on the end that I was in, when I started in the industry, they were trying to make, dumb me down because of my size. And I saw that the plus women were not getting the same shine or the same light as the other women. And I didn't see that as being fair, but what I knew I couldn't do was quit. So I had to pay attention to the business that was evolving around me and say, what can I do that's different from what they do? Now, I didn't want to start an agency that discriminated against standard size women because I love my little chicks, honey. I love them. I didn't want to be the same entity that I was running from. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then I tell a, a standard size girl, she can't come to my age because you ain't big enough. How dare me? So I didn't want to do that. And my model is a model is a model, no matter the size. It's the skill and the training that then says you are a professional model because you have to be developed to be that, to represent brands, to know um, what niche market you're in and things of that nature. So I said, let me put something together. And first I just started um, doing fashion shows my, on my own in Ohio, in Cincinnati, Ohio which is how I met Dr. Angela Rivers. And how and, I <laughs> Oh, honey, because I'm a graduate. Yeah, I'm a graduate of University of Cincinnati. So, you know, I met a lot of people up there and they was like, you too big for Cincinnati. And me being a Georgia peach anyway, I said, well, you know what? Let me go home with a, to the land of the thighs, honey, the thick thighs and curves. Let me go back home, you know? And it, it there was a need to... Hmm. Uh, I know some thick girls on here that's going to kill me for what I'm about to say. Um, <laughs> the development was not there. They didn't look good. Okay, you can be plus positive, but plus positivity and the modeling industry are two different things. And they, were, they weren't taking it seriously enough to get to the level that they desire. You want to be on the cover of a magazine. You want to be the face of a major brand. You want to do those things, but you don't want to get no training or you don't have any training. And being proud to be curvy is beautiful, but that does not make you a plus size professional model. So I felt like the development was needed. And I just, I went from there. I had a, a modeling coach that trained me I had a, a, a young woman, Joan Scott, and she taught me how to speak in public. She taught me how to walk into the room and break necks. She told me how to have a presence and a essence that people wanted to say, would say, who is she? I know she do something in the industry. And that's what I kept getting because I kept everything that I came up against. I said, I'm going to master this. 
because they already got the bullets in the gun for the big girl anyway. I'm not going to give you no more ammunition. So it was a need. And there's some beautiful, curvy women out here that needed the opportunity and the chance. And there are some standard size women who needed the development. So it just worked. Yes, Go ahead, Fancy. No, I was just saying that makes sense. It does. Because, I mean, any business starts because there's a need. And if that, you know, that's where you see it and mm -hmm. you're able to help, that's when you you do that. Also, shout out to you because we had a cover, um, Angel, and you um, you hooked us up with India to do Angel McCarthy's um, makeup for the um, the cover. And you know, uh, India, India is also my co-partner in UCA Eyewear. She and I own that company. India is my baby. That is my, that's my baby. And I'm good. A little about that, about the, what is it, UC Eyewear? You said that it's vintage eyewear, right? Okay. Like, how did you get started in it? What it is, I am a fanatic, and you can't see behind me out this hallway. I have a wall of eyeglasses that are just mine, like, and I had to move them upstairs because when you come into my studio, there's people like, oh, let me see. Eh, eh. <laughs> Stuff was getting missing and gone. So, <laughs> I love different types of, of eyewear. Any given day, you I'll have a different color hair, you know, or a different look. You know, it can be short red, short blonde, long black, blue, whatever it is. But I don't leave this house without feeling like my me. And my me has a fly pair eyewear. And so India came to me and said, Miss Nikki, where do you find these glasses? You need to sell these. And I'm like, I'm not selling my glasses, you know. And she actually said, no, your style, the way you choose glasses means something to you. You look for uniqueness, just like you look for uniqueness in your models. So why mm -hmm. not share that with people? So what we do is we go out to um, various places. I'll just say various places. And we find unique eyewear. Uh, and we bring them back some of our vintage product, vintage Chanel, vintage Time Ford, you know, old, I'm talking about old school glasses. And we may take them to somebody to put some studs on them, or we may put the um, eyewear chains on them, or we may do things to them. You know, and they cost us a nice little coin, but it's something we did out of love, not out of, it's not a necessity to have another eyewear company. We just a fly eyewear company, that's all. <laughs> I mean, I have like three or four pair. <laughs> I get she gets on her live and she'll be like, I have this pair. I'm going to right um, need them. Send me them. Okay, send me them. So I love it because it, it allows you to express yourself. Right. And yeah. then, I have them. I may not wear them, but I have them. And I oh. wear them. They stay in the car. I keep my, my glasses in the car, especially now with my lashes, now that I'm doing my lashes. Oh, I, okay. But um, on, lashes. I'm a wear person. <laughs> you know, I do the magnetic ones now. Um, but okay. I um I keep them in the car and I wear them in the car. But you're right, you may not always see them mm -hmm. with me, but when when the sun I like whenever I do want to wear them, I want them to be fly. So that's the reason. <laughs> it was just in my right. mind. I was like, I don't think I've ever. And that's why we did it. And that's why we did it. We wanted unique fly eyewear. Um, just that you, I don't know. Eyewear makes me feel good. Yeah, I put on a pair of glasses. I'd be like, oh yeah, she's okay. She's it. Mm -mm. Yeah, she's it. You know, I do all of that. It's a whole promotion when I put on glasses. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful thing, but it's a it's a joy business. It's very much a joy business because I be geeked like a kid in a candy store when I open them boxes. Like, oh, and I usually keep a pair. Yeah, I'm like that with hair, like a good wig, and I but I mainly wear my own hair. Yeah. It would be like, but you always wear your natural. I do, but when I get a good wig, like a mm -hmm. real cute one. Like the, like the one I have on um, my little red bob, I love that hair. Like, ooh, I feel like I'm just, okay, baby. You can't tell me two words, but that's it. So tell us about the Zenergy yeah. room. 
Um, yeah. I'm starting to learn more about I'm this. that way with hair, too. I have a whole wall of hair. Really? I think we're crossing again. Okay. Yeah. Is it Okay, I heard, I heard, tell us about the Zenergy Room, and that's it. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> it's it's the rain. It's the rain. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's okay. The Zenergy Room is uh, a whole holistic spot. I wish I could just pick my computer up and just take you out down the hall and down, down the um, stairs so you could see it. But it is a whole... Um, wellness center that I like that I've put together where you cannot enter this this um, studio room with shoes on or your outside clothes on you have to bring something to change into you have to turn your telephone off and what we do is there is um, aromatherapy going on as you come in but what has happened is say for instance you come to me and you say you want to say session fancy and you talk to me about some things that are going on what i then do is research um what aromas evoke this to help them release that and when you come in that room you'll feel a comfort in the smell and then you have we have the um table or we have this really gorgeous like arabian kind of setup where you lay out on the on the floor with all these pillows and we sit down and we light the sage and we talk about what's going on with you and then we do a Reiki session and the room is filled with crystals and I am a melanite. I know you I like hex melanite. It's a black person, American, African American, but I don't call myself that because the colonizers made it that name. I am a melanite. My melanin is worth millions. So when you come into that room, around you are um, ancestral things. The stars, the moons, the crystals are gems and um, Egyptian tapestries on the wall and um, the chakra alignments are on the walls and uh, dream catchers and wind chimes and things that comfort you and help you to relax. Because the purpose of a Zenergy session is to release any negative energy that you're holding within and then center you so you can handle your daily life. But some people don't know that they have to release things that happened way back when, and they don't know how. And what we do is teach you how to address that trauma. The only thing you can do about trauma is forgive yourself for blaming yourself or take, and take ownership of your role in it. And if you did not have a role, stop blaming yourself, forgive yourself. So those are the only two ways you can release trauma. And a lot of people don't know that and they stay broken and they stay mad and they don't realize that that convolutes that positive energy that you're trying to get out. You can't get it out because you're holding on to something that hurt you when you was 12 or hurt you when you was 18. You 40 or you 35 and something happened to you with 10 is still stopping you in your tracks when are you going to let that go so in the zenergy room we help you address those things and most people have maybe two sessions a month because it truly is a transference of energy when a reiki master does that with you because i then take on your energy and then in turn i have to give myself a spiritual bath after so that i am not holding your energy and we do that you know how people can come in a room and change the energy of a room that's a transference of energy. So people who come to me are seeking balance or they're, or they're having lucid dreams or it's stuff that hurt them that they want to release and just don't know how. They don't want to be judged. They want to be um, heard. That voice, that child voice, that teenage voice, that young adult voice, they want to be heard. And then they want to understand why they can't let it go or shown how to let it go. And it's a whole process. So I learned that, my God, I, uh, I'm i so thankful for, and I know this is about to sound crazy. I'm thankful for the pandemic. The pandemic made me sit down, okay? There were things that were coming to me in dreams and I didn't understand what was going on with me until my, my Reiki master and my spiritual advisor sat me down and said, you are seeing things. And when we got to talking about it and I start studying and I got my um, my degree. Well, it's my certificate. And I went from practitioner to master and 
it was I just jumped down the rabbit hole and was like, oh my goodness, and learned how to center myself. I don't even dress things the same way. I don't eat the same way. I don't drink the same way. I don't drink, period, but I'm talking about, you know, drink whatever. I don't drink soda. You come in my house and ask for something to drink, it's a bottle of water. I don't have nothing else and some tea. But I'm different from what I was, and I know I wasn't healed. I wasn't healed until I went there and found out what it was that was going on with me. And when I learned how to channel that energy properly, I wanted to share that with the world. Because I knew so many women that were broken and needed help and didn't know where to go. They were trying to talk to people and they were being judged or talked about. You know, that's why people don't tell you when they're depressed. Because you rather go kiki with somebody versus help them. So I wanted to be, I asked God, I really, really prayed. I really, really prayed and said, if I am to be a vessel, allow me to be able to effectively stand in the gap. Let me really help the women that come to me or the men. Cause I've had couples, married couples. I've had same sex couples. I've had children. My youngest um, client, she, he is 10. His mother brought him to me. Now I have one that's 12. So my degree comes in there as well. Being able to understand, you know, what this is and see it and not let, help the person not feel judged. Mm -hmm. And I, I, this part of my journey, this part of my journey, I am in love with it. It, it ah, I just got emotional. Hold on. Being able to help women now is so important, and I'm just excited about it. I'm sorry. No, you don't make no apology. Yeah, you good. You are good, honey. This is Ooh. look. You good over here because we understand. It's I'm doing what I love for a living. I'm blessed. <laughs> I am blessed to be able to do what I love. For a living, that's what I do. It's a blessing. It really is a blessing, especially when someone is as passionate and they actually want to help. They're asking for those gifts to be able to help. It makes a whole lot of difference than someone just doing it just because. Oh, I have this skill, or I can do this. So that says a lot about the person who you are and your business, right. the effectiveness of your business. Yeah. I had I love it. I love and it helps me with Diva Day because I meet models from everywhere from Africa on. You know what I mean? I've been to Africa several times teaching models and I still engage with those those girls and those guys now. Um, the entities that I work through are still in contact with me, like we're gonna do something next year. And I'm like, okay, I'm coming, you know, I'm gonna give them a visa, you know. So it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm just, I'm blessed. Uh, I was going to ask, um, did you have some tips like for women? Um, this delay is so funny. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Can you hear me? Can you hear Fancy? Can you hear us? I heard. Do you have some tips for women? <laughs> oh, um, like uh, who may lack confidence? Hmm. Yeah. I need those women to literally look at themselves and say, what don't you like about you? And instead of sitting in the woe of me, of, I, I, you know, I, I lack the confidence. No, find your power. Don't sit in a woe is, woe is me. Look at yourself and find out what you don't like about you and change it. Become what you desire. Because God said he will give us the desires of our heart, but that he's not going to do that if you're not effective in your progression and your own change. So you, some women have never had anyone say that to them. 
And then we have to encourage what we see in them. Because you could see somebody who has a lack of confidence and you would like her hair. Okay? That's something little. But because that person's, you don't say, oh, your hair is beautiful. You'll just look at my, oh, you know, she's so shy. She's just quiet. Her hair is cute, though. But people like that need to hear. Right. Your hair is amazing. You look fabulous. We've gotten away from giving those random compliments. And you don't know what your random compliment can do for a person. So some people are not used to hearing that about themselves. And that one thing that you said about that person's hair could give them the confidence to say, oh, I'm going to wear it up. Or I'm going to wear this more often. And they feel better about themselves. And that helps build confidence. So what you don't like about yourself, you have to reverse and change or tap into it and ask yourself why. I think girls, I had a young lady who suffered from anxiety and depression and a lack of confidence and couldn't walk in heels. She is now walking in heels and just did a full-blown photo shoot with Jose Pagan in lingerie. So, you know, these are things I like to see that change, you know? Okay. All right. Awesome. I'm sorry. With the delay and trying to keep up, but I do think though that was like some great tips. So, okay, on you. you it was <laughs> and we're working through this technology, honey. We're working through it. Um, did you have anything else, fans? No. Okay. Well, we appreciate your time today. Is there anything that we did not speak on that you wanted to make sure that we spoke on tonight? I don't know what she said. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's between your reign and my reign. Anywho, that's okay. <laughs> Is there anything that we did not touch on that you want to make sure that we touch on tonight? Um, yes. We are in a full-blown pandemic. People are fearful. They are afraid of their next move. They're afraid of where my next meal going to come from, where my next paycheck going to come from. Am I going to keep my job if I get the shot or don't get the shot? All of these things are things that we cannot change. We cannot do anything about it. So we need to take that off of our plate because your life gives you food to eat. Your life is on your plate and you have enough to deal with than trying to handle things that you cannot change. Right now, the, the, the extra, the evil, the good, the bad, the ugly is happening now. So you need to move now in your life with what you want to do, with what you desire, what you want to happen. You need to speak those things into existence because we are not promised tomorrow. So people need to move intentional and be direct with what they want to do now. Be happy about waking up in the morning. Be happy about being able to go to your job and have a job and not worry. So we need to take the things that we cannot change and take them off of our plate that there's nothing we can do about them. And we need to live in the now and make things happen now and be confident about your moves and stop clicking up, pretending, drop the fakeness. And you're already wearing a mask. Why you got to wear another mask? You need to be real and be transparent with who you are so your blessings can come to you. Because a lot of people are out here with their foot behind the door. The door cracked open, but they foot behind the door because of fear because of fakeness, because of pretending to know and not know who they are, not taking back their power. You don't have to be sad, mad, upset, broke down and beat down. You don't have to be any of those things. Take back your power and be who God said you were. You are supposed to be. Walk in your purpose. And that is big for me. I walk on my purpose every day, honey. I get up fly every day. You see my glass like a boss. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Come on now. Come on. You're getting a lot of love. Nikki is like, yes, it is. It's needed. And she also said, no. come on, say that, Miss Nikki. Daphne, I hope I'm saying your name correctly, says Daphne. yes, period. Daphne yes. says yes, period. And everybody's like with the shouting hands, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. 
because that's true. Take the fakeness mm-hmm. out. And one thing I can say is since the day I met you <laughs> in Ohio, it's mm-hmm. always been love. It's always yeah. been genuine. It's always been that. And I've never seen you just be nasty. You mm-hmm. get on lives to address things, to help people. And that's mm-hmm. what's needed. And that's what's needed. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for being a part of today, this this month. You know, we wanted to highlight bosses, baby. Black bosses. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I love this. I love this because the one thing that we are lacking as a community of African-American women and our men, we don't know how to come together. True. We the low men on the totem pole. We a step on each other's neck to appease another race or another ethnicity. Instead of coming together, uh, together we are forced to be reckoned with. There is power in numbers, and we got to do that. So I love this. And we try. We really try to highlight women. A lot of women. I mean, we have men on the show too, but we try to highlight black women. You'll be very surprised, and I'm just gonna say it, how many don't take. This is media. Like this is this is an outlet for you, boo. And they just the ego, the ego, the ego gonna keep them from ever reaching that point where they are fully blessed. Because I don't care what platform it is. If you took you took the time out to see me and say I was worthy of your platform, that's a damn blessing. Be humble. But a lot of folks is going to be humbled, honey. Baby. I thank you guys for this. This is, I'm not a celebrity. But, you know, huh? wait. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> <That's all. laughs> I'm going to need you to, look, I know you're trying to be humble and everything, but I'm going to need you to uh, cut, <laughs> cut it. <laughs> but you know what I mean. You know, people always, they post pictures with these celebrities and all of that extra. Them celebrities ain't cutting you no check. But the girl next door who hires you every month for her events and wants you to do her makeup or wants you to do her hair, wants you to that, that's your celebrity. Right. Come on now. So I'm sorry. I get all into it. but let no, me not you know, I say this all the time. Fancy has the magazine. And she's like, y'all so busy worrying about major media when we're here trying to give you press and you're not, you're not getting it. And I used to get so angry. I used to be like, fancy, these people not, you know, one particular person. I was like, she's not responding. And I was just like, I don't have time to be kissing nobody's ass. To be Come on. In magazine. When we seen, I seen you. I seen you, sis. And you you acting like I'm not, you're not, you too good for me. Right. So it's okay. It's okay. So mm-hmm. as we climb and keep mm-hmm. climbing, when we get up there where you think that we should be for user and you come knocking, I'm going to pray that I have the attitude to want to connect with you then. Absolutely. Yeah. I get it all the time. <laughs> I don't care nothing about that. I, the thing about it is so funny for me. It tickles me because, baby, for real, for real, I don't care. I don't care about you. You know, I really don't because the people like you, who are out here um, for you and, and and fancy that are out here seeing us? That's celebrityism. That what y'all doing? You know what I'm saying? And for them not to appreciate that, that's how that ego keep you from being blessed. I ain't got now, honey. I, I'm just fly. Period. So I ain't no <laughs> ego to it. That's just who I am. <laughs> Let me uh let me get you out here. I know it's late over there. So to contact Miss Nikki the brand baby is divadayinternational.net. It's her website. You can go to Facebook backslash Zenergy Zen, Zen Room Z-E-N-E-R-G-Y-R-O-O-M. And you also have uh, um in, not Instagram, Facebook. I'm still on Facebook. Facebook, Miss Nikki the brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook, and you can also find it. You see it, I wear on Facebook. She is Miss Nikki with two E's, right? On mm-hmm. um, Instagram. Yes, yes. And, and you see I wear.com. You can go to the website to see the difference. Mm-hmm. And it's Y O U S. Yes, spelled out correctly. No Ebonics. Right. I want to say it is spelled just like that. My audio people, it is spelled out there Y O U S E E I T E Y E W E A R. Thank you so much for being a part of our show tonight. I really appreciate you. I'm honored that you came on. Thank you so much.
Y'all are wonderful. Thank y'all for having me. This was really, really fun. Thank you so much. Now I'm going to be a good old fat girl and eat. <laughs> me too. I had cake and ice cream before we came on. I can't even talk. Girl, I got fried cheesecake. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> She is so funny. I love her energy. Nikki said, I love this. Thank you for recognizing the real one. And you ladies keep doing what you're doing. All of this is needed, what you're doing, and Miss Nikki. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Daphne has said, super fly. And Nikki said, um, tell her to keep that same energy. Yes, baby. Because yeah. that's how I be feeling. And I think she has said something else. If you can just reach and help, one person is a true blessing. This is so true. And that's what we try to do, you guys. We we just want to help the black community. That's why we started this podcast. It was so crazy. Me and Fancy used to have these conversations. And we was like, you know what? We need to talk about these conversations that are not being held. And, you know, it turned out to just bring it on experts and highlighting people. And I love it. I'm glad we're doing it. And next month is our two-year anniversary. Wow, these two years done went by pretty fast, seems like it. They have. And closing out Black Business Month on Theories and Thoughts um, podcast, we have Nadia Francois. Francois, did I say it right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Nadia is a beast in business, too. So far, we have had some major heavy hitters in the Black community out here doing stuff. Moguls just out here taking care of business, and I'm loving it. As a, um, so tonight I have on Sunita's design earrings. They match my shirt that says "Black Educated Curvy Curvy Caramel Cutie Cutie." You can find that on my um, Miss Dane's boutique. Um, you can find you can catch ugh, you can get the link off my link tree, or you can go to my website, ladyceo.com, Lady with an I CEO. You can find me on Clubhouse as Lady CEO. Um, what else? Oh, platform on Instagram is lady.ceo. Facebook is just lady CEO. I have um a confident lady. You can find all those different um links either on the website or on my link tree. I have forgot all about this. <laughs> Always have our tumblers. I take this tumbler everywhere. I don't care where I'm at, I'll be drinking my drink out my tumbler, honey. I, I used to, but it's like um it was uh I misplaced mine for a minute and I stopped taking it out. But yeah, I was I was looking for I thought we had the tumblers link here, but I don't see it now. I don't know. But um okay, so you all can find me at Fancy Swagger on all platforms. The magazine is Swagger Magazine on all platforms, and the website is swagger.net. Thank you. And um it sounded like it was something I was going to say. We are still hosting our story sharing Fridays on Clubhouse, and you all can um, follow me, Fancy Swagger, or um, Jarmel at Jarmel82. And um, this weekend, we'll be attending the Black Media's Honors Gala. And you all can check out like the coverage of that that we're going to be sharing online. And then also the recap that'll come up out next week. But also um, tickets are still available if anybody's interested in getting them. And they are listed at blackmediahonors.com. And they have like a whole weekend full of events. So I'm going to be covering, um, you know, a lot of the events when I make it. I make it in the town on Friday. And then I know there's like three panels on Saturday. On Saturday and then there's the gala well, the gala and a concert or something that's taking place on Sunday. So it's a lot going on. Okay. Um, here in Dallas, we have a woman's walk that will be September 2nd. Um, I can't, it's a lot. It, it, it's going to, it's basically a place where um, women can gather and they can actually just be 100% themselves, whatever they need. They're going to have coaches, nonprofit, business people, just all of that to help you at what part of the journey that you're on. More details to follow. It is my, I'm a part of the event um, as my confident coaching because I'm finding that sometimes people are just not, they can't be their 100% selves because they don't even know who they are. Also, I joined um, On Hers last week. And that's been exciting too. It's been really, really exciting. I feel like I found my tribe. You know, 
I like to meet, I mean, you know, you're a part of my tribe and I got other people that's a part of my tribe, but I like to meet other women that's in, in different industries and different things and that, that could be authentic about themselves. So yes. Yes. Tip loves you too. I told her that you was going to be on. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So those who caught tip last week, um, on hers and it's a great, it's a great, great, great website and just a connection. So, and she asked about two fans and she said, so when fancy go join, I was like, girl, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to tell her. I enjoy so much stuff. I was, I was strongly considering it, but um, I have to see, cause I enjoy like three, four That's organizations. What I thought. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, after you finished mentoring, but they're doing real quick, real, 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 real quick. Y'all they're doing a book. It's called 12, 12 week year. And the way it is, you, what you have said that you're going to do in one year, you're doing 12 weeks and you have accountability partners that's walking you through it and they celebrate with you and they help you, you, you figure out how you're going to get everything done. I love it. And she had, um, with the organization, they had, um, bear this week and it was just so authentic and rich enriching. And I was just like, I love this. Like, I love y'all. I don't even know y'all. And I love y'all because when it's, it's something special when black women from different walks of life can come together and just be real. Yeah. And I ain't talking about that bullshit real. I'm talking about real, real, like honest about some real life stuff. So. All right. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all think that's everything, right? Yep. <laughs> Y'all, yeah, yeah. Let's never get this wave right.